ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A Medic's Mind, the podcast. I want to thank you guys for coming by, as always. And if you're a returning listener, thank you ever so much for your love and support. It means the world to me. This is not a monetized podcast. Uh, This is just something I do for therapy and therapeutic benefit. So I really do thank you guys for coming out and supporting me with relation to coming out and and listening and and, and partaking by sending me messages and uh, feedback about the the blog and how they've impacted the podcast, sorry, and how it's impacted you and my blog reads specifically when I read those on here and how they've impacted you. I want to thank you guys very much. So this episode is not a blog read. This is not so serious. Number three. That's right. It's time to break up the seriousness with a not so serious episode of A Medic's Mind, the podcast. And we'll get to that right after the guitar riff. everybody welcome back to a medic's mind the podcast episode installment number three of not so serious uh i decided uh a while back after speaking with a friend or having a friend reach out to me they really like the not so serious episodes uh as as it breaks up the the harshness of of some of the things that i talk about and i i also enjoy being able to reminisce on some of the more lighthearted aspects of, of my life as opposed to just fixating on the more troubling uh, side of things. So this 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 helps me too, and uh, and I think it's a good thing to, to do. It's always good to have balance in this life, is it not? Um, so with that, let's get right into Not So Serious installment number three. Okay, <laughs> what, what the hell can I tell you about? Um... Oh, well, okay, I got a story for you. This, this was, I was in the army and we were at a strip club. And uh, <laughs> I, I promise you, not every one of my stories from the army uh, takes place in a strip club. And it doesn't always start with, I was in the army and we were in a strip club. But this story does. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> so uh, when I was in the military, uh, obviously, you know, you spend a lot of time away from home and a lot of, a lot of time away from family. And it was around Thanksgiving time. Uh, Canadian Thanksgiving time for uh, my American listeners. Canadian Thanksgiving time takes place in October as opposed to November. Uh, so I don't know why that was relevant, but it is, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, it's around Thanksgiving. And I didn't have leave. You know, uh, I was I was on course or going on course soon. And I, I didn't have leave time uh, to go all the way to, to BC and go see the family. So basically I was in, I was sequestered to, to, to Borden, Borden, Ontario uh, for, for Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, and my buddy that I was in the military with, we lived in the same barracks at the time. Uh, his name is Dupuy and Dupuy lives in the Ottawa area. And he, he had invited me out to the Ottawa area to spend Thanksgiving with him and his family. And I was like, yeah, no, for sure. I, I guess I can do that. And he goes, yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to be a great time. Plus we can go into Ottawa. There's a wicked strip club in Ottawa that I know about. And we'll go there and have a, a wicked piss up. And I was like, well, see, you just sold me now. So let's do that for sure. And uh, and he had a buddy, and I can't remember what his... His buddy wasn't in the military. His buddy was just a civilian, but uh, I guess they went to school together and kind of they've known each other for a long time. And this guy was back from... I believe he was living somewhere out east, uh, like Quebec or something. And he was back from school for the, for the Thanksgiving holiday. 
and uh and so he wanted to get together with us too um and i was like yeah you know that'd be fun it'd be more the merrier you know we're going to strip club the more the merrier and uh i can't remember his friend's name so for story's sake i'm just going to call him dylan and uh and that's just how that's going to be so we uh we clear out um on on the it was on a friday night we clear out of the you know clear out our rooms pack up all of our stuff that we need and i meet uh dupuis down and he's got a vehicle on base and we drive from uh from borden out to uh just this little town just outside of ottawa pretty close but a little ways out and we drop off our stuff and it was a great little road trip i remember we went and stopped at tim hortons had a great you know great chat on the way there shared some laughs it was a really good time dupuis a great guy uh, probably one of my favorite human beings on this on this planet. To be completely honest with you, always good for a, a good chuckle and uh, and a heart of gold. That guy would literally give you the shirt off his back. Uh, he's that kind of that's the kind of individual he is. So it was a great time. I was looking forward to getting away from base for a couple of days. Uh, you know, I'd been on base when you're when you're going through your training. You spend a lot of time either in the field doing training or on base doing training, and it, it's very arduous. It, it really is. Uh, fast-paced, uh, demanding, rigorous routine of, of, of training and, and things like that. So uh, it was nice to get away and, uh, you know, to go to like a family environment because I couldn't be with my family for Thanksgiving. So we ended up going to uh, to his place and uh, had a great dinner. Anyway, before, prior to the dinner though, prior to the, the Thanksgiving festivities taking place, um, Dupuy and I uh, readied ourselves to go. So here I, I'm a young guy at the time and uh, I had already ruined my one opportunity with a stripper from a previous post. I'm not sure if you guys have heard it, but if you have, it's on one of the not so serious episodes where I I failed at having romantic knowledge of a stripper. Uh, I can't get into it. It's too painful. It still hurts really bad. Um. So anyway... We, we get ready. I get I get dressed up in my, my good shirt. I throw on some cologne. Too much cologne. I'm going to go ahead and say too much cologne. I put way too much on. And uh, and then we're going to meet up with his friend Dylan, and we're going to go into Toronto and go to this, or into Ottawa and go to this strip club. And uh, on the way there, this guy Dylan, he's quite a character too, from what I, what I recall. I just remember him being somewhat funny in like a not trying to be funny way. Like he would say things and you would just laugh, but he was saying them with sincerity, you know, like he, <laughs> as though they were great. And one of the things that he said that we all laughed at, me and Dubuis, was, you know, what's a great idea, guys? And this, I just, you know, I thought of this. If we go to the currency exchange and change all of our Canadian money for American money, when the strippers come over to us, we could just give them $1 bills and they'll think that it's a five and we'll still get the snappers on our face and all that. And, and we're just like, no, that's actually a terrible fucking idea. Don't do that. And he's like, no, it'll work out perfect. They don't, Cause you know, they don't look at it till after they go back to the dressing room. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, maybe, but no, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. And uh, so we go into Ottawa, we park the park the vehicle, and uh, you already know where this is going. So Dylan goes to currency exchange, and he comes out with a fucking fistful of fucking ones. Just He's got like a whole, it look, he looks rich, but that's the thing about American money, it's deceiving. And it's, <laughs> he comes out with this wad of ones, and uh, we, we go, we get into the strip club, we're there for a couple of dances, a couple of drinks. We've had actually quite a few drinks by this point. And finally, Dylan works up the courage to do it. So he goes, we're moving to Pervert's Row, guys. And Pervert's Row, for those of you who are not so uh, educated on the 
intricacies of the strip clubs, <laughs> if we can call it that. Perv's row is when you sit right at the, the section of the stage, when you sit right by it. There's like a, a section of chairs and you just sit right there and you're as close to the girl as you can possibly be. And that oftentimes means that they come over to you to interact with you for the show uh, during their set, during their dancing. And so now here we are, uh, you know, gangly, skinny, you know, shaven head, military guys and uh, me with a giant Adam's apple and way too much cologne and a shirt that I think was probably a size too, too small. And I, I thought I had muscles, but it was just I was I bought a shirt from like Baby Gap. And, uh, so we're sitting pervs row now and, uh, and Dylan's there and he, and Dylan's got the liquid courage now. So he's good to go. He's got the liquid courage in him and he decides fuck it. He's doing it. Now, one of the moves that you can do at a strip club and, and the, the strippers know this is a call to action for them is you lay on your back. You put your back on the stage and you take a $5 bill or 20. Most people would do twenties. Uh, even 10, if you're, you know, if you're that so inclined and you tent it over your nose and the stripper will then see this as a sign. Okay. This guy wants me to go and flirt with him a bit. She'll go over and she'll straddle your face and, you know, play around and then she'll take the money and go. Now that's, and that was a common, like lots of guys were doing it that night. Lots of guys were doing that, you know, move. I was not one of them. Trust me. I was not. You know, as much as nice as strippers are to look at, I that's going to be a no for me. It's going to be a hard pass. <laughs> so, anyway, it was not a hard pass for Derek. For Derek, it was a call to call to arms. He's got to do this shit, and uh, so he did it. We, we hear, I heard him. You know, when somebody falls on the pavement really hard, and you and you feel it through the pavement on the bottoms of your feet. That was that's what happened. But it was just him putting his body on the stage, and a cacophonous thud. Of him laying on his back. And by the time I looked over, he was already in perfect position. He was laying there and he had this, you know, piece of money tented over his nose and he had his hands crossed over top of, of his chest. And and I was like, oh man, he's doing it. It's hilarious. And we're all laughing. And me and Dupuy are laughing. And then I was like, oh fuck, Dupuy. Dupuy. And he goes, what? I was like, he's got a fucking $1 bill on his nose. He goes, what? I was like, he's, he put the fucking one on his nose. And he goes, no, I'm like, look at it. It's a fucking one. And now if I'm drinking and I can see that it's a $1 bill for sure, a girl that has to do this for a living is going to know that this is a $1 fucking bill. So she gets on all fours and she seductively saunters over moving like, you know, succubus in motion. And uh, just it's it's poetry. She's gorgeous. I mean, she's a stripper for crying out loud. And uh, she gets over to him and she straddles his face. She goes right for it. And the move works off perfectly. And then she walks away with this money and he got away with it. He fucking got away with it. She had no idea. She put the money in her inner G string and then just kept doing her thing. And we're like, holy fuck, dude, you pulled it off. And he goes, yeah, I fucking told you guys it would work. Do you guys want to, you guys want to want I'm like, I'm nope, I'm good. And Dupuis like, no, no, just congratulations. You did it. He goes, yeah, check this out. And we're like, no, 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 don't, don't, like, don't do it again. And he, did it, he fucking did it again. Boom. There's the big thud on the stage. And, uh, and this girl's laughing now. She's like, all right. Cause she's thinking she's making bank, right? She's like, I'm making money off of this fucking putts. And his two shy friends over here aren't doing anything. So fuck it. I'm going to go over and make this one a good one. 
And so she spends her time on his face doing whatever she does. <laughs> and, and, and then she goes away with the money. She takes the money and, and goes. But this time, when she gets back to the center of the stage and she's putting the money back in her G-string, she looks and over the music. Now, anybody who's ever been to a strip club can tell you the music is loud. Think if, For those of you who don't go to strip clubs, just think of like the the busiest bar bar that you've ever been to, like the kind of bar. Think of that, but loud, louder even. That's a strip club. And over the music, I heard this woman's voice and she doesn't have a, like a baritone bass. It's just her voice. And she goes, this is a fucking one. This is a fucking one. This is a fucking one. And she comes, she comes, you can just hear the stiletto of anger. She sounds like a fucking galloping horse on the stage coming over to us. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I look beside me and Dupuis is gone. He fucking smoke bomb. Got the fuck out. I don't even know when he left, but he did smoke bomb. He's gone. So now it's me standing with one person in between, like where Dupuis would have been. His cartoon silhouette was there. And then Dylan on the other side and Dylan now, who is a white guy by complexion anyway, now looks like a fucking alabaster ghost and she is deadlocked with his eyes. And so she's yelling and this calls the bouncers to stare at the stage and she's pointing at Dylan and then she goes to point over at me as well because she knows we're together and now I smoke bomb. I put my fucking beer down. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I go, (laughs) I go out the fucking door. I, I, I'm like, I'm out, man. This is it. I could hear fucking Dylan going, Matt, 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 Matt hey. <laughs> I'm like, nope, 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 and nope. So I ran out the front fucking door. And I, I look left, I look right, and I'm like, uh, right looks denser. I'm going to go that way. I go to the right. And as I'm going by this crack of like in between two buildings, as I'm walking by on the sidewalk, I just hear, hey, Matt, psst, Matt. I go over and he goes, Henny, Henny, over here. I look at his Dupuis. Dupuis made it outside and he's already found a hiding spot. I'm like, when did you leave? He goes, oh, I got the fuck out of there. I'm like, yeah, clearly, clearly you did. Well played, sir. Thanks for leaving me. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, I guess. And, uh, and so I'm, so he was like, what happened? And I was like, dude, she called him out on it. She stopped the music. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, by the time I got to the front door, the music had stopped. She stopped the music and I heard her yelling, this fucking guy. <laughs> I sat on his face for two dollars. <laughs> so I'm I'm outside with Dupuy and we're like, fuck, what if they kill him? You know, like what if like what if this is like a Hell's Angels like run strip club? Like we don't know. What if they like what if we don't see him? And he's like, I don't know. There's lots of bars around though, so we'll be fine. <laughs> that was our concern where we're gonna keep drinking. And, uh, so fucking we, <laughs> we were like, okay, we'll give him a couple of minutes. And so I go out to the sidewalk and every now and then throw a fleeting glance down towards where the strip club is thinking maybe he's out front. Maybe they just kicked him out and that's it. Told him to get the fuck out. I don't see him. I don't see anybody outside the strip club. I see people going into the strip club. I don't see anybody coming out. We're like, oh fuck. Oh fuck. So I'm thinking he's, I, I thought by this point he was put into the trunk of a car and they were driving him across the Gatineau Bridge. And that was it for him. I thought he was fucked. 
And uh, so I was like, dude, I think he's dead. You want to go to like, you want to go to that Irish pub or whatever? And he's like, I don't know, man. He's my friend. Yeah, let's go there and figure out a plan. <laughs> so we start, we start walking across the road and then we just hear, Dupuis, hey, Mikey, hi. And I look back over and there isn't Dylan running across the road. <laughs> Still looks white as a ghost. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, they kicked me out the back, but I was waiting for you guys. I thought you guys were like, why did we come around the back? He's like, well, because we came here together. And we're like, we told you not to do it. And he goes, yeah, but it worked though. <laughs> and like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I kind of did. Till you almost got us killed, you cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that was Adventures in Ottawa. How was that? That was the thing. Ottawa's great, by the way. I don't know if you guys have ever been there uh, in the wintertime, but they have on the Rideau Canal, like that stretch of water, uh, they get, they get, there's these things called beaver tails, and they're like these little flat pastries in the shape of a beaver tail, hence the name. But you can get like all kinds of sugary goodness on them, and they're, they're fucking delicious. You got to try them out. They're like the white man's bannock, essentially. It's really good. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, what else can I think of here? Hmm. What to talk about? Uh, funny story. Yeah, people always ask about the ambulance, but uh, let's see. I, I got called to this assault one time, which on the surface doesn't sound funny, but it kind of was. And kind of wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was for us because we weren't the ones who got really messed up. So the call, it was a, I think it was on a weekend night and we got a call and, uh, and it came, obviously came across as assault. Police were on scene, everything. So we show up to this, uh, it was, it was to a house, pretty, pretty nice neighborhood. And there's, uh, you know, four or five cruisers out front and a couple of cops lining the stairway leading into the house. And so we walk up and, and they, uh, they kind of stop us. We're like, hey, he's, he's in there on the floor. We don't know. He's, he's kind of snoring or whatever. We're like, oh, snoring rasps. That's not good. And walk in and this guy, yeah, he's laying starfished on the, on his back on the ground. And sure enough, he's, he's, he's snoring. He's got snoring rest. He has knocked. That's that deep knockout snore. You know what I mean? Like when you ever seen like UFC when somebody gets knocked out and they just go limp and then they fall like a tree that's been cut. They, that he, something like that had happened to this guy because he was out. He had some blood coming from his nose. He was messed up. And so I lean down and I, I do the modified jaw thrust and kind of alleviate some of the pressure. And then he starts breathing fine, but he's still unconscious. And so I'm in this position by this guy's head holding his jaw. My partner's about to spinal. And I was like, D- should we call for another truck? And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And a supervisor showed up anyway to help us, which was nice. And uh, while I'm holding this guy's jaw, I'm like, man. So I look up to ask like people around what happened. And when I look up, I'm confronted by a really obfuscating reality of my surroundings. Now, shamefully, I admit I didn't see this walking in to the scene. I kind of had some tunnel vision. I'll admit that. And I went right to the patient. Uh, you know, I had trusted my partner. I knew that he'd watch my sex. So I, I felt okay. But now I'm looking around this place. And <laughs> so I'm, I look around and there's about five to eight no, there's no, there's more than that. There's probably twelve, about twelve people there, and and they're all dressed rather provocatively. Now, by provocatively, I mean like there's women that have tassels covering their nipples, and they're they have like a leather harness, a leather thing 
contraption and like tiny little thongs. And the guys are dressed very similar. Some of them have those eyes wide shut, 50 shades of gray fucking masks on and just, you know, these banana hammocks and silk robes. And they're all standing around looking at me while I'm looking, while I'm holding this guy's jaw. And I'm like, what? I've never been so confused and confronted by a bunch of swinging dicks in my life and tassels on nipples. This is awkward. And I, I, I was like, what is happening? And I looked down at my patient and my patient also has a silk robe on and also has a banana hammock on. And I'm like, what is, what the fuck? And so the cops are still on scene. The cops are talking to the people and asking what happened. And then, you know, I see one guy being escorted out, out of the, the built like out of the house in handcuffs, still dressed like a 50 shades of gray extra. And he gets escorted out by the cops. And we're like, what the fuck? And so it turns out the guy had been assaulted. That much was clear, right? But what happened was this was a sex party that we had responded to. This was a sex party that and it prearranged. Everyone was, it was a willing participant sex party. Nothing that nefarious was going on. But at some point during the escapade of whatever was happening, Alcohol took over and uh, somebody got a little testy. Was, oh, that's poor usage of word in this story. Somebody got a little angry with someone and, uh, and, and, and thusly, uh, apparently the guy that was arrested, apparently he took a two, two-sided dildo that was maybe three feet in length. I don't know why or how anything needs to be that big. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Anyway, it was this two-sided, you know, serpent of pleasure, <laughs> purple and veiny and angry. And I guess this guy had taken it, holding it like a baseball bat. So now, like, he was Jose Boner Canseco, and he fucking swung it and hit this other guy right in the face. He hit this guy in the face with a two-sided dildo with a baseball swing <laughs> and knocked him the fuck out. He was out. And he broke his nose and like he was out. Like it was a nasty hit. And uh, yeah, so when we get to the hospital and I'm, you know, it was my call. So I was doing the notes and we hand over care and stuff. And I go back to the truck to, to write my report. And I'm looking at my computer and I don't know what the fuck that like, what do I, uh, multiple males wearing banana hammocks, backspace, 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 backspace. <laughs> multiple males standing around with ball huggers, backspace, 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 backspace. I, I mean, how do I write this thing up? I did though. I had to. And then I handed it into the, the nurse and the doctor and the doctor was like, yeah, so what happened here? And I was like, he got hit in the face with a dildo. The doctor said, like, got hit in the face with a what? He was, <clears throat> sir, he was hit in the face with a, a, a dildo, a dildo. I'm sorry, did you, you said dildo, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, yep, dildo. Who hit him in the face with the dildo? <laughs> the guy that got arrested, probably. Uh, <laughs> so the doctor became as confused. And I, so I told the doc about the scene and where we came from. And he goes, you guys see some weird shit. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we absolutely do. <laughs> oh, man, that is uh, on the list of calls I thought I would go to as a paramedic. That is not one. 
But uh, that yeah, that is something that happened, and that is not so serious, folks. I could see, <laughs> the guy was fine, by the way. That's why I can tell that story and laugh. He was fine. He ended up being just fine. Broken nose, but he was fine. But I don't know what story or rendition of the story he tells people now, years later, but I still tell the dildo story because it's true and it's fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> oh, man. I kind of now have this fantasy that he comes across my podcast and listens and he's like, oh, man, that was me. I was the dildo guy. I got hit in the face with dildo. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's it for this episode of Medics Mind the Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I can actually say enjoy on this episode. Not so serious. Number three. And I look forward to episode number four of Not So Serious. Everyone take care, be well, and keep talking to each other.